Greetings, and welcome to the Super Life Show with Pastor Joshua Lockett. In this podcast, Pastor Josh encourages us to live supernaturally through the power of the Holy Spirit by teaching practical biblical principles that will unleash the power that is inside of you. Let's tune in to this week's message. Just term this today, the basics of the gospel. Amen. I want to entitle this the basics of the gospel. As we close this year, I wanted to close out talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of people, you know, let let me say this to you, and I'll just, I have to go this route because sometimes until you get hungry for it, you're not going to want it. Amen. And so I have to go this route. I believe that it is a, and 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 listen, listen, all of us have sinned, but it's a problem where where you can have a church convict a convention and someone goes into a hotel and the and the pornography website rate is higher or just as much or even close to that of the world when a and we as believers should be different the bible says watch this we are a royal priesthood we are a holy generation and and i know we want to fit in but it also says we're a peculiar people I don't know about you, but I've never seen light hang out with darkness and not be noticed. I've never seen light say, I just want to kind of slip into darkness and not really be noticed. No, you're going to be seen. I, obviously, the Bible says I find common ground with men that I might save some. Listen, we got left commonalities. I go to work just like you. I, I, I get tired just like you. I use the bathroom just like you. That's enough commonality right there. Amen. My kids sometimes, I don't have kids, but they, they get on my nerves just like they get on your nerves sometimes. That's our common ground. Amen. I'm just as real as you can get, but there's a divine side of me that I cannot ignore. That when I face this, I'm going to be honest, I should not suffer like you do. Why? Because I have a grace to go through this. I have supernatural power. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, if you have Christ living on the inside of you, you should be different. You should walk different. You should live different. You should respond different. Your marriages should be different. Your family should be different. The way you handle finances should be different because who you have on the inside of you is different. We call him holy, 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 and he is the Lamb of God. The Lord. Y'all ain't talking to me today. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I got somebody holy on the inside of me, so I should be holy. The Bible says be holy even as he is holy. By the way, that carries over to the new covenant. Amen. Can I say this? I'm just going to jump and say this. You have less. We have we have fewer excuses in the new covenant not to be holy. Because we got more power. So tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, there should be a difference. Amen. If you come up to somebody and you crying just as much as them, depressed just as much as them, you you afraid just as much as them, the boogeyman going to get me just as much as them. Y'all ain't talking to me. We cussing just as much as them. Y'all ain't talk, talking about our president just as much as them. Got quiet in the house. Let me stay right there. You the main one talking at your job. People not even talking about President Trump. You bring him up. Y'all seen what he done lately? Listen, that ain't right. Are you praying just as much as you talking? Tell your neighbors and neighbors, there should be a difference. When you go to sleep at night, there should be a difference. This week, when Halloween is going on, there should be a difference. 
Y'all ain't, y'all don't want to give me any amens. Let me say this to you, and I'll, I'll warn you again. Let me say this to you. Hear me closely. I, it takes boldness to say what I'm going to say. Don't pray panic attacks away. You didn't get what I said. Don't pray anxiety away. You can, but be mindful that don't pray away something you allowed. You say, Pastor, really? No, I'm telling no, pray. But what I'm saying is, know what you're coughing up. Because there are going to be some parents, believers this week, people don't like what I'm saying. I can tell people don't like because because they worship Halloween. Can I tell you this? Do you know how do you know how oppressed our kids are these days? Some of our kids, they they're, they're I, I wish I could be real, but I can't be real in here. No, I can't be real. No, I can't be real because it's Sunday service and people they want just to talk about talk about Easter and Easter songs and But can I say this to you? When your when your kid is 16, 17 years old and they have to keep the light on every night because they can't sleep, that's a problem. When you have to keep the light on every night, tell your neighbor, you better turn that light off and go to sleep. Say, I can't be sleeping with all that light on. Talking about the, the shooter and listening to that, he killed 11 men and we don't know, and, and you're going to sleep on that. You're not going to wake up with a praying spirit. You're going to wake up with an ancient spirit probably. Oh, no, is he coming in my house? He ain't coming in your house. There's an angel that's 10 foot tall maybe outside your house. He's not coming. Because, see, when fear comes into a land, you can paralyze a whole nation with fear. People, want, they'll become immobile. The spirit of fear is probably one of the main spirits of the enemy that he tries to release. Because if he gets you paralyzed, he'll take over. You're not doing anything. You won't pray anymore. You won't give anymore. You won't, you won't do anything anymore because you're afraid. You're so scared to take chances. You won't start the business anymore. Why? Because you're bound by the spirit of fear. So I'm not going to help that spirit out. As for me and my house, just let me tell you this. As for me and my house, see, people are getting there. How dare he say something like that? Listen to me closely. The way the spirit world works is the more you submit to it, the more you empower it. So while, while your kids are joking, this, I'm talking to believers too, while your kids are joking and playing with the little gothic stuff, the demons and all these kind of things, and they go home and they can't sleep for the next two weeks, we know what happened. I'm just telling you. So this Wednesday at Halloween, there should be a difference. And let me say this to you. If you're going to allow them to go, I'll I be honest, we at um, Evangel Fellowship, and if you can get up before the end of the day, because can't, we can't talk about the darkness without bringing light. At Evangel Fellowship, which is our mother church, we actually have a hallelujah night. Amen? So this is an alternative route for people who have kids that just want to have fun. Because I know it can get boring. They'll be like, what you doing tonight? Are you going trick-or-treating? No, my parents are Jesus people. They won't let me play outside because they say it's of the devil. And so they won't let me have fun tonight. I can't. You're going to get Reese's Pieces? I ain't getting nothing. Well, my mom is taking me tricking, tricking, and he's taking me to Spooky Woods, and we're going to have fun. Nah, nah, nah. And all my friends are coming up. Well, my mom said, we are holy. We are a royal priesthood. That, that's what my pastor said, too. That's why they believe it. 
and that we are a peculiar nation, and we're set apart, and we're different, and we're washed by the blood of Jesus, and we shouldn't submit to these spirits. And I don't know why they're doing this, because I don't even believe they're real. You ain't got to believe they're real. They're still real, and they come, and they, they want you. So I don't even know why they're doing it, so you just kick the rocks. Oh, my goodness. I just, I'm going to be bored on Wednesday. I might as well play Fortnite. Y'all don't know what Fortnite is. <laughs> Ask your kids, they'll tell you. So this is the thing. Tell your neighbor, there should be a difference. I say all that to say this. There should be a difference. There should be a difference. Because I know that we, this, let me, let me say this to you. This is, there, this is such a generation that desires to be relevant. Can I just give you some, because I'm going to help you. We're going to close. But I got I to gotta say this. This is a generation and we, we rightfully so, there were a lot of things that were done back in the day. They weren't necessarily right. And it was based on tradition rather than necessarily truth. Okay? And tradition is not something, traditions can be neutral. It's not really right or wrong. But if you put it above the word, that's when it becomes wrong. Because the word is based on truth. So what happens is in our generation, sometimes we find ourselves, it's just like the parent who was raised by a really dictator-like parent, and, and so what do they do when they get older? They say, when I get older, I'm going to raise my children, and I'm going to be their best friend. And I'm going to do that, and, I'm gonna, and it's right to be friends and relate, relate to your kids, I mean, and everything but like that, but sometimes you got to be parent. And, and you might not be cool with them all the time, but you're going to save them in the long run. I got one clap. Thank God. This, this man has four kids, so thank God for his clap. Amen. Amen. So sometimes you can't be their friend. Sometimes you got to tell them, no, you about to go to the, well, we don't believe in time out here in this church, but some, <laughs> I'm going to take your Xbox from you from two weeks. And don't take it from from all their life because then they won't have nothing, an incentive. Amen. Just, just wisdom, I think. Um, so, but I, but I say that to say this, that sometimes we go on one end of the spectrum, then we go to the other end of the spectrum and we throw out, end up throwing out the baby with the bath water. Are you with me? And so with that being said, we have the right heart to be relevant. I believe any church should be relevant. You know, I believe any church should connect. Just like tonight, we're talking about racism. We're going to be praying against that thing. Amen. But it's good to be relevant. But at the same time, we cannot lose our impact and our salt as we seek to be relevant. Because if I become just like you, why do you need me anymore? You need the Jesus in me to be alive and vibrant and and his power, and so, so that when you see me, you might not like me, but one thing you have to say is that there's something different about him. There's something, when he, he got peace, everybody else got fired, and they losing their minds going and, and, and knocking out bars this week in homecoming, but, but, he, but he still has peace in his mind that he don't need a bar. Can I tell you this? As a Christian, you don't need the bar. I'm not going to get into whether drinking alcohol is right or wrong, but you don't need the bar because you got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And the Bible says, be filled with the Spirit. And I'm talking about, I'm all in the gospel because the gospel affords you this opportunity. You, you don't have to be drunk. You know what I'm saying? You can be filled with the Holy Spirit, and that's how you really get drunk. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit will take you place. You'll be like, hallelujah. We call him the most high. Amen, for a reason. No. But what, you think in heaven they're sad? What do you think they're doing in heaven? What do you think some of your family members are doing now? 
They, they so full of the presence of God. I'm going to be honest. They ain't really that concerned about you. They, they are, but they not. They like, I love you, but I'm going to holler at you later. Because why? They full of the presence of God. In his presence, there's fullness of what? That's what people want. That's what we want. Some of us who, have, who used to drink and some of us maybe that still drink, what are we looking for? We want joy. But there's a joy you can get without drinking, J.D., amen. That's unspeakable. That's full of glory, hallelujah, that you can sit there at your enemy and laugh in their face and say, you thought you were going to get me to cuss you out, but I'm just going to sit here and laugh in Jesus. Because y'all know it be coworkers that come and be messing with people. And they say, what's different about sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so? Hmm. You don't talk about people like me. Then some people get mad because you don't talk about people with them. I don't like you. You think you're better than everybody. No, I just ain't going to run my mouth with you. And I'm not going to let you. you say, somebody say, you about to drive me crazy. No, I'm not going to let them drive me crazy. I ain't getting in the car. Amen. Y'all know how people do. But there should be a difference. You should be salt. Say you're salt. You are light. Now, I wouldn't tell you all this without giving you the solution to how we become this way. You know, and this thing is a process, it's a, it's, and, and I, I'm not going to get through with all this, but I say that because I believe there's some things we need to realize it's an issue before we deal with it. And so I believe that this is a day and time where, you know, we, 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 see, we see the issue of even, and I'll just say it, you know, it, people wait into marriage to have sexual relationship. Like that's something that should be talked about. Because this is not something you don't do because of personal preference. This is something you don't do because you love Jesus. And whether you're celibate or you're virgin, whatever the case might be, you know, in singlehood, it's just like you can do whatever. And what is it doing? It's sidetracking the word of God, sidestepping, saying, you know what? That word is just, yeah, that, it was written by people, 40 men. They, don't, they weren't inspired by God. That's a lie. The word of God is inspired. By God. And you know, just because we don't understand don't mean it's not true. Amen? So I say that to say that when we look at issues like that and we, we talk to the brother who really wants to change, we've got to point them to the gospel. Because our, our men and sometimes even men who look like us, amen, they struggle with that issue so much. And then they get into it, one night stand, and then the one night stand happens, and they find out they can't be with Shanae no more. And then they get up, and then Shanae texts them back and say, I'm pregnant now. Amen. And then he says, I don't want nothing to do with you. And then that baby is raised up, and that baby feels rejected. Why did my dad leave me? Because he could not control himself. And the wild part about it, sometimes that happened right in the church. And we can be praising one moment. Y'all ain't talking to me. Can I say this to you? I'm going to be bold. This week in homecoming is going to be a true test. Because it, and let me say this, it ain't just the millennials. It ain't just the adult. It's going to be 40, 50 years. <laughs> And let me tell you, you better, you better tell them to turn the lights on because you don't know what you're dancing with. Just because that person got stilettos on don't mean it's a... you say, you can dance good. <laughs> Y'all better turn them lights on. <laughs> 
I ain't know you had it like that. And, and I know that there are people that really do struggle with those issues. We're, we're open to bring the gospel to all types of people. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Then they done put you on Snapchat. It's over now. I say, how did you record that when you were dancing with me? Then they put it on Snapchat. I say, I ain't do it. That was you. True test this week. 50-year-old, 60-year-old. You got old school party. Hey, catching back up with that old, old fling. You better be careful catching back up with that old fling. And make sure your spouse know about that old fling. It's just so good to see you. you. You ain't changed at all. You look just like you did when we went to school. You better be careful with them compliments. Well, yeah, I have been working out. <laughs> yeah, been working out a little bit. I know I'm still black up top, or if you ain't got nothing black down here, amen. I'm still in the black. Just We just catching up. We just catching up. That's all it is. And then comes Sunday. Everybody's grace is the church. Nothing wrong with it. But the question is, are you being salt and are you being light? See, this is the type of message that the devil will maybe tell me, you only teach us at youth conferences. Because you know what keeps us from changing? Pride. But that same pride will have marriages getting divorced just as much as in the world. Because we can't deal with the real issues and apply the blood where it needs to be applied. Because there is power, hear me, there is power for every situation that you face. People wondered, how did you get through the, the, the death of your father, the blood of Jesus, the power of the cross, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me? Do y'all realize that I'm, I'm speaking on the pulpit every Sunday that my dad used to speak on? But it's the grace of God that's working in me. Where I'm still like, you better bring a demon, I'm going to cast it out. I still believe in healing, even after my, my dad died because of a sin. I still believe. Why? Because of the grace of God that works in me. I don't play with this thing. Single man. Every once in a while, I have a little money here and there. Got my own spot. My car ain't breaking down every other second. And people notice that, Brother Jimmy. They notice that. And it ain't just men that might notice. Some, some, some hey, how you doings that notice that. And they might not always think about me like a pastor. <laughs> y'all not being real. Y'all don't think that I'm preaching. Y'all don't think I'm in a message already. Y'all think I'm just talking. Because if it doesn't work in your life, then why talk about it? Why advertise it? It works in my life. Somebody said, he's, Pastor John, he's not really a single man still. No, you, I, I can tell you, I know I'm still a single brother. But the Holy Ghost keeps this body under subjection. I'm peculiar, but I still have a flesh that has to be conquered. Watch this every day. Sometimes, watch this every second. Depending on what I'm around. See, some of y'all, can I help you out? After y'all walk through for a couple hours, some of y'all gonna need to go back and just pray for about 30 minutes. You know what? Because all of what you see, you're gonna be like, Lord, I gotta subject myself. I remember when, and you shouldn't remember when. That stuff is in the past. 
<laughs> it's the power of the gospel. And there are moments, I'll be honest, where I'll be like, Lord, you got to help me. How many of you ever have moments you say, Lord, you got to help me? I was driving last night on 40. I don't know what they're doing on 40. Every time I get on the road, they always slowing down traffic because they know I'm on the road. I don't even get why they do that. So I'm going down 40. They slow, they slow everything down again. So I have to wait, stand still traffic. And I'm talking to my mom on the phone. I'm going off. So I, I can't go off on them. So I, go, I you know, I'm talking to my mom. mom you know, she just, she's trying to preach to me. I don't want to hear that word then. But eventually you got to calm down. Because that was the flesh. I wanted to be like Denzel. It ain't time to be like Denzel then. This is, listen, let me say this to you. I say that because I want you, I mean, you all need to know this stuff because you need to know that as I stand up here and I speak today, because I'm going to give you a couple points and we're going to close, that as your pastor, I battle just like you do. Mm -mm. That's the problem. People, people criticize preachers so much because they say, he acting like he ain't never going, I've gone through a lot of stuff. Just come talk to me. And if you have made the mistakes that I know I talked about today, there's grace for it. There's forgiveness for it. There's Come on, give Jesus praise right there. I say this, and I say this, that the gospel of Jesus works. Don't let anybody ever tell you, oh, it doesn't work. And let me just say this to you. One of the main issues that we have today is that we have an, a forgiveness-only gospel. We, we just stay in justification, but we never move to sanctification. The same gospel that justifies you or makes you righteous before God is the same gospel that will cause you to live right. Amen. And so if you, don't, if you don't put these points that I'm about to give you to practice and take heed to them, some of us will be discouraged and frustrated, and it's just like getting the product. It's just like if you got a product off a of TV and it didn't work like you saw it advertised. You would be angry. You would be frustrated. It's just like your kids, they get gifts for Christmas and the gift don't work. Let me tell you this. You're not going to sleep till you put that thing together. Because what they going to keep saying? My kids are already DMing me and telling me, there's a, you know, you're going to help me, Mom and Daddy. And they say, help me to fix this so it works. But I don't believe we're like that with our salvation. We know it's not working for us sometimes, but we don't have enough hunger to say, Lord, I know you're not a liar and not, you're not a man that used to lie, so I must be the problem. So show me where I'm missing it. <laughs> show me where I'm missing And I'm going to tell you this. I try, not, I try never to put the, the blame on God because God is not worthy of blame. He never misses. We do. So if the gospel not working with my, in my life is not because it's broke, it's because I don't know how to work it yet. I don't know how to work it yet. So if there's peace I can tap in, joy I can tap in, if there's holiness I can tap in, if there's love I can tap in, and love is so big because, boy, I tell you, that's one of the other things that I believe the enemy plays with the church sometimes the most with people is unforgiveness and bitterness. Who is that person that even when you say their name, you cringe? Who is that person that when people bring them up, you say, no, no, don't even talk about them anymore. I just can't handle that. Your stomach get tight, you ain't talking to me. 
You get all worked up. You were talking like this. Now you're talking like this. Because they brought up that name. At the mention of their name, demons don't tremble. You get angry. Who is it? What is it? I'm telling people, God, I want everything God has for me. I don't want to preach something that I'm not going to live. And you know, you say, you just, you don't only preach it. No, you preaching too. Because when you talk about Jesus, they looking. They're watching. They're seeing what you say when everybody else is saying this. They're seeing how you react. They're seeing all of it. They're looking at all of us. So we are, we should be living epistles. We should be representatives of Christ. So let's talk about how to experience the gospel. Basics of the gospel and the subtitle of this experience of the gospel. First of all, the first thing you got to do in order to experience the gospel of Jesus, which by the way, the gospel of Jesus is the fact that Jesus died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again. Really, the gospel was a, in a sense, it was a secular word. It really means, it can really mean good news. Amen. But it's just a word that we apply to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's the good news. It's not bad news. Say, it's not bad news. It's the good news of Jesus. And so, number one, the, the, the first thing I want to say about the gospel in, in regards to the basis of the gospel is that in order to experience it, you must understand it. In order to experience the gospel, you must understand it. You must under say you got to understand it. Go with me really quickly to Colossians chapter 1, verse 6. So another way you can say this is that little comprehension, little transformation. Big comprehension, big transformation. So when we talk about becoming like Jesus, the basis of that is understanding. The Bible says, with all thy getting, get a what? Understanding. Understanding. Second, what are we, what are we on now? It's Colossians 1 verse 6. This same good news that came to you is going all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it what? From the day you were and understood and did what? Say that loud. Say understood. Understood the what? Your opinion? Understood what? And we all, we can all love Big Mama, but understood what Big Mama said about the good Lord? About don't leave a hat on the bed, because if you do. Understood that this too shall pass. Y'all know that's not a scripture, right? My dad would say this. You can't get saved right on wrong information. You can't get healed right on wrong information. You can't get forgiven right on wrong information. You can't get delivered right on wrong information. So he says, ever since the day, from the first day you first what? Heard and understood the truth about what? Okay. Ephesians chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Say, you got to understand it to experience it. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the what? 
of the what? And it says they don't what? Okay. So in other words, you can say that when you have light, you have understanding. Okay. And it says they don't understand this message about the what? Who is what? Verse 5. So you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are servants for Jesus' sake. So let's stop right there. So let me give you this example. There is nothing as it regards to plants that will grow without light. If you don't have light, you will not have plant growth. And so it's the same way in the spirit that the Bible says, I, I pray in scripture almost every single Sunday. I said, Lord, let the eyes of our heart be looked up what? Flooded with what? That's Ephesians 1 verse 18. What does that mean? Lord, give me the ability to understand. Because when you understand, that's when fruit is going to be produced. There are some things that I understand about the gospel that because of my understanding, I've cut certain areas of the enemy off. Why? Because I have an understanding. And because I have that understanding, when I realize I'm dead to sin, I have power over sin, I realize that whatever I'm battling with doesn't have me. I have it. I have the power to subdue it. Why? Because I understand. But if you don't understand that the cross is more than just something you hang around your neck, but it carries the power to change your marriage, your finances, every part of you. It's just like when people are giving out free food, but you still pay for it. You didn't understand it was free. So say understanding brings growth. Just like light brings plant growth. So how much light is shining in your heart? Y'all with me? Because the measure of light is the measure of understanding. And that's what they're saying right there. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can what? So, you can, so we know that light, I've shown you that in two scriptures. So we know light leads to understanding. And in the natural, light brings growth. Paul just says here about the fruit being produced in Colossians 1 verse 6. This happens when we understand the gospel. Somebody say, man, Pastor Josh, does that mean I really got to start studying the gospel more? Yeah. You need to get books on the cross. You just need to study the cross. You need to study how much he went through for you. But you know we study more than the cross? Let me step down and say this. You know we study more than the cross? How to find my Boaz. And I'm single, so I can say that. I'm not, the Bo I'm not finding a Boaz. You know, I'm finding an Eve, but that's another story. In the cross, see, if the enemy can keep the main, the main avenue of power shut down in your life, He'll wreck everything else. Because even if you find your Boaz, if you can't keep your hands to yourself, because you don't have an understanding of the power that you have, say you have. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you have in Christ. It won't even be a healthy relationship. It'll probably end up being a toxic relationship because you haven't even got point A taken care of. Paul said, I decided that when I was with you, I would only preach Christ and him crucified. He said, that's all I'm focusing on. I'm not talking about anything else. And Paul was, it wasn't like he was dumb. Paul was very intellectual. Very intellectual. But, you know, your intellect can only go but so far. Especially if it's not spiritual intellectualism. 
And people can sound deep and they can sound, they can use very big words, but people still going home and they still battling with the same stuff. And the devil is a liar. Jesus paid too much for me on the cross for me to go home unchanged. And so I need to make up in my mind that if there's power out there, I've got to understand my way into it. I'm just giving you basics. I, I, we could talk about a lot of things about the cross, but as I said, I'm taking the rest of this year to focus on this, so you have to just keep plugging back in. Here goes the other thing you need to know about the gospel. You can only experience the gospel or salvation to the degree that Jesus experienced it. Now, a lot of people say, when I say that, they say, well, Pastor Josh, Jesus didn't need forgiveness of his sin. He didn't need deliverance. But the Bible says that he is the first one to resurrect, never to die again. The Bible says he is the pioneer of our salvation. So he's the, he's the, he's the first person in line that's crossed over. Matter of, fact, matter of fact, right now he stands in a glorified body. Y'all with me? The Bible says look to Jesus, your initiator and your perfecter, of your faith. Say your faith. Ephesians 2 verse 5. I'll show you scripture. Amplified. Say neighbor. Say neighbor. You can only experience it to the degree that he experienced it. I, I liken it to a mother. How many mamas we got in here? We got, some we got one excited mom. I, it should have been another mom that said something maybe a little louder, but that's another story. Because I know when she carried her that child, I know it was just so awesome. But I won't go into that. To stay humble. Amen. So this is the deal. So you, you find out you're pregnant. You tell everybody. Instagram. Twitter. Facebook. Snapchat. Text message. Group chat. You tell everybody. Say everybody. And now they got baby baby showers, and they got baby reveal parties, and it's just too much. It's just, I ain't going to say it's too much, but y'all, y'all spending all that money, and you talking about, Lord, help me, I'm broke. Come on. That baby can't even, I mean, <laughs> so baby reveal party, baby what shower? So everybody comes over, and they're taking pictures, da 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 YouTube, and it, whatever. So this is the thing. The baby, all the while, while mom and daddy are working extra hours, because baby's coming, right? They're making sure that they get an extra thousand a month or whatever they need to get, because they know when daycare bills come, it's going to be like, what, 5000 5, a week for baby? Day. <laughs> the wife is going, let's just talk about the mom or the wife. So the mother who's, who's, who's got the baby. And I know some of you husbands got a chance to experience this, but she's going through so many changes, husbands. I know she's just going through so much in her mind, and she's carrying a baby in her. She's getting appetites she normally didn't have, per se, and she's asking you to go out late at night to go get some, some chicken wings from Kickbacks, and uh, she wants the honey barbecue sauce with some peanut butter, and just crazy stuff. No, I'm, I shouldn't say crazy stuff. It's just different stuff. I almost got in trouble. So then... So then she's saying all this stuff. She's sending the husband out every night on runs to go get her food. And, 
And then it's almost like, oh, I think it's coming. You know, then you get in that phase, and it ain't coming. And then you kind of say, okay, go back to sleep. And so there's a lot, of, a lot of things going on in preparation for the child. But I want to zero back in on the eating part because, and, and there, there are different dynamics of this potentially, but the, the, the mother, for so some mothers, they have to start eating more because they have to make sure that the child's diet is taken care of. Why? Because if the mother doesn't eat, if the mother doesn't eat, if the mother don't eat, oh, I'm sorry, grandma, grandma, mother doesn't eat, then the, so to the degree the mother eats, you're not going to get, I'm going to slip up here. It's the degree that the baby eats. Now, mind you, the baby ain't doing nothing. All the baby got to make sure it keeps on doing is staying connected. You didn't get what I said. The baby don't have to work for the food. The baby don't have to work the nine to five. All the baby got to do is sit, chill, and stay connected. Oh, Jesus said, if you abide in me, I'll abide in you. And you'll produce much fruit. In other words, if you just stay what? Connected, you can eat off of, y'all ain't with me. You can eat off of what I'm doing. Y'all ain't talking to me. So Jesus, so Jesus, so Jesus is like that mama. And all we got to do is stay plugged in to Christ. And everything that he's experienced will eventually transfer to our account. Y'all ain't talking with me. So the Bible says, this peace will go beyond your own understanding as you live in Christ Jesus. So his peace, oh God, the same peace that I would say allowed him to sleep in the storm will transfer into your account if you just stay connected. Aren't you all thankful for the connection that we have in Jesus that if we will just stay still, stay put, stay in bounds, and stay connected to him? It's all coming. It's all coming. Tell your neighbor, say, it's all coming. Yeah. So really, our salvation does not go beyond what he has experienced. That's why, y'all think about this. Did Jesus ever have to resurrect from the dead? He did, but did he have to? No, because the wages of sin is, but if you don't sin, you don't have to die. But you know why he was raised from the dead? Because y'all not talking to me. Tell your neighbor, say, he did it for us. You know why he was raised from the dead? Because there were people that would connect to him that needed to be raised from the dead. One of them name was Joshua. One of them name was David. One of them, y'all not talking to me. Tell your neighbor, one of them name was Triad Christian Center. They needed to be connected to the resurrection so that they can get up. I'm so glad I can eat off the resurrection of Jesus. I'm so glad that when I connect to y'all ain't hearing me. So, so for the record, he didn't need, he didn't need it. Just like I would argue some things the, the mom don't need, but she get it for 
And all the baby is doing is just sitting there kicking. Oh, that's so cute. Developing. Oh, that's so cute. She's getting big now, I know. Growing. How? Through connection. So Jesus didn't need to resurrect from the dead. He didn't need to die. You know why he did it? Because there were people by our names that needed him to go through that whole process so that he could bring them out. So now when we look at Jesus, he is a prophetic picture of where we're going. Matter of fact, the Bible says the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness of Jesus. So that means every foretelling, forecast, that some, see, every prophetic word should point you to who is Jesus. And so when we look at Jesus, he steps ahead of us. And we're looking at him saying, oh, he got a glorified body? We get one too. Y'all ain't talking to me. Oh, he, he's alive never to die again? Oh, we will too. Y'all ain't talking to me. See, can I say this to you? Jesus did not just raise from the dead so that we can come back alive. But he did it so that we would never die again. See, Jesus, he is the first one to resurrect, never to die again. He's not the first one to just resurrect because if you read Scripture, there were other people that resurrected before him. What makes his resurrection different is that he'll never have that appointment again. Y'all ain't talking to me. He'll never have that appointment. The Bible says it's appointed to every man to die. and He'll never have that appointment again. Why? Because he is the first step. He is the pioneer of resurrection for those who are never to die again. Even Elijah, who never saw death, he didn't die. So Jesus is the absolute first one to enter into a place of resurrection power, never to die again. So when we say that we are partakers, and I'll just read this quickly because we got to go. Are y'all getting something out of this? It says, even... This is why, this is why you, can't, you can't take the gospel surface level because there's so much loaded in the gospel of Jesus Christ that I believe the enemy is trying to blind us to. He's trying to blind. What I just read, the God of this world, who's, who's Satan, is blinding them that don't believe. So it says, for even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive. What? In what? In fellowship and in what? Connection with Christ. I'm giving you scripture. He gave us the very life of Christ himself. So it's Christ's life. It's not our life. It's his life. The same new life which he quickened him for, it is by the what? It's by what? Grace. His favor and mercy. Which, which what? By the way, we didn't what? We ain't deserve this life. And it says that you are what? That, and, and you're what? Delivered from judgment. And you're made what? Of what? Christ's salvation. Christ's salvation. Tell your neighbor's neighbor, I'm connected to Christ's salvation. I love how Amplify says Christ's salvation. That means it's his. But he's like a big brother that lets you share his clothes. Amen. He lets you go in his closet and wear some righteousness. He lets you go in his closet and wear peace. Y'all ain't talking to me. He lets you go in his closet and wear some joy. Hallelujah. He said, you want to wear it? You can wear it out tonight. You can wear it. Hallelujah. So we share his, say his, say his salvation. It's just like the baby sharing the mother's food. The baby eats off of that 
that mother. So 1 Corinthians chapter, excuse me, Romans chapter 8, verse 17, amplified. I'm about to close. Romans 8, verse 17. It says, and if we are his children, then we are his what? Heirs of God and fellow heirs with what? So it's a connection. Say sharing. His what? Ooh, that's good to know. I share the inheritance with Christ. The Bible says if we suffer with him, we will what? We will reign. And the Bible also says what? Only we must share his suffering if we are to share his what? That's the part we, uh, we kind of get low on. Because when you share stuff with somebody, you share everything. You share the good, the bad, and the ugly. Stay with the, stay with the baby, okay? So the baby, there's some babies that because of what their mothers Y'all not with me. Because of what their mothers have put in their system, they're getting it secondhand. Y'all ain't talking about. So that means that the mother drinks. Now, Jesus don't drink until the new day when new wine comes. That's another story. But whatever she drinks, if she drinks some JD, it can affect the baby. If she's an alcoholic, the baby can be affected by her alcoholism. Why? Because the baby is what? Connected. So what she does affects the baby developing on the inside of her. Are y'all with me? So your baby can argue, then the baby can come out, what, addicted to something that they never even went and bought or purchased. Why? Because they got it through connection. So, so even with Jesus, although he's done nothing wrong, there are things that we go through, not necessarily because we've done anything wrong, but because we stand with him. We're in connection with him. So sometimes you get cussed out, not because you did something wrong, but the devil in them hates the Jesus in you. And because of your connection, sometimes you have to eat the suffering just like you have to eat the glory. But can I tell you this? He is worth every bit of suffering that I have to go through in order to live for him. After all, he hung on the cross naked for me. The least I can do is take a cussing out from him. The connection. Jesus, when he came on the scene to Paul, he said, Paul, Paul, why are you Saul? Why are you persecuting me? Why? Because he was persecuting the body of Christ. He says, I'm connected to them. Who you mess with? Why are you doing that? It's a connection. The gospel is not just about us trying to live for God. It's about God coming in us, living for him. Which is totally different. And some people say, I just don't, I don't got the right personality to live for Jesus. It ain't about your personality. Because when God takes over, he will live unto himself for you. But you've got to submit to his life on the inside of you. And as you stay connected, the fruit will be produced. Here's one of the benefits of being connected to Christ. The Bible says there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation. See, that's what we can eat off of because we're connected. There is no condemnation for those who are what? In Christ Jesus. Y'all know what? Can I ask you a question? Have you ever seen a dead man charged with a crime? You didn't get what I said. 
You know why you can't even be charged with a crime, even if the devil throw his best case out there? Because 2,000 years ago, when Jesus died on the cross for your punishment, you died with him. So, so the devil, in other words, will have to resurrect your old man in order for you to come back under condemnation again. But thank God that when he died, I died with him. I shared his crucifixion. And not only will I share his crucifixion, I will live with him. So now I can boldly say there is no condemnation. I'm guilt-free. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I'm guilt-free. I'm guilt-free. I'm guilt-free. I'm washed with the blood. That old man has already been punished with Jesus. Jesus, and I don't have to live that out again. Oh, God, help me. You can't charge a dead man with a crime. You can't charge a dead man with a crime. When the last time you seen them go to a cemetery to charge somebody with a crime? They don't mess with them. Why? Because they're dead. That's why you need to stay dead in Jesus. Why? Because in your death, you're free. You're free. Don't go back to that cemetery and start messing with your old man. He's done with. And you can't perform double jeopardy. If you already charged me with it once, you can't charge me with it again. Tell your neighbors today, we're free. Say, Jesus paid the price. That's why when I worship him and thank him, it means something to me. Because I know that one day I used to be guilty, but now I'm free. I'm guilt-free when I stand in the presence of God. I used to be a liar, but he's forgiven me of my lies. I used to be a fornicator, but he's forgiven me of my fornication. I used to be bitter, but he's forgiven me of my bitterness. I used to be an idolater, but he's forgiven me. I am thankful that the Lord Jesus has canceled the record. Come on, give a shout of praise. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I can't be charged again. I'm dead. I can't be charged again. I'm dead. Hey. Whew. I'm dead. I'm dead. And my new life is with Christ. <laughs> you can't find that man no more. He dead. Hallelujah. Hmm. Y'all, we talking about the gospel. That's what we talking about, the good news. That's why it's good news. Whew. You no longer have to feel useless. You no longer have to feel fruitless. You no longer have to feel guilty because Jesus has paid for it. Jesus has paid for it. Let's every head bow, every eye closed. Phew. We're going to stop right here. Lord, we thank you. Mm-hmm. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded them. Lord, remove every blinder that will keep us from seeing the truth about your word concerning the gospel. Lord, some of us in this room, maybe we have undermined your gospel. We didn't think there was too much power in it because we didn't understand it. But Lord, as we take these, these last weeks of this 2018 year of super life, Lord, show us the power of what you've already done. That when you said it was finished, it truly is finished. 
that this year we will live above and beyond our past mistakes, the guilt of our past that torments us. And Lord, we rebuke the, the accuser of the brethren, the devil. We thank you that we are like the woman who you said, where are your accusers? Neither do I. And then you told her after that, go and sin no more. We thank you for the freedom to live for you. We also thank for the revelation that we are free from our guilt. Now, if every head bowed, every eye closed. I didn't get through everything, but I hope you got something. And, and I hope you, I hope, I hope that today I whet your appetite for, for something in regards to the gospel of Jesus. That's how you get the gospel, more, more experience of salvation. The Bible says cry out for nourishment like newborn babes. That's how you get it. You got to be hungry. You got to want it. And he'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. So every head battery I close. When I count to three, if you fit any of these categories, I want you to slip your hand up. One, you say, Pastor Josh, I'm not producing the fruit of Jesus. I'm not producing the fruit of Christ. I don't look like him. I don't act like him. He's talking about being different earlier. I'm not different. I find myself being a lot like those around me. Um, but I want to be, be transformed. The Bible says we go from glory to glory. And I want to be transformed by the face of Jesus, which is the gospel. I want to be transformed. I want to start today. I believe I've hit a plateau, but I want to change. If something's not growing, let me suggest it's dead. So today, you're not growing. You're not seeing transformation in your life. This is your opportunity to reconnect. Number two, you say, if I, if I die today, I'm not sure I will go to heaven. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. But I want to be sure that if I, if I breathe my last breath today, that I'm going. I'm going to be with Jesus forever. Jesus says that where I am, may you be also. Also, you used to follow the Lord. You were connected, but something came in your life, the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, the breakup of a relationship. Something sidetracked you, and it kept you from continuing to believe. And so you backed away. You got offended with God, maybe. I don't know, but you separated yourself from him. He still loves you on today. He still cares for you. He still wants you to come back to him. And lastly, you believe that God has called you to serve in this ministry. He's called you to be a part of this ministry. You're already saved, but you believe that you want, God has called you to serve here in some type of capacity. The doors are open today. And so if that's you and you fit any of those categories, it's all to work. just make it to the back. Just go to out, outside the foyer. You say, I fit one of those categories, maybe all of those categories. It all applies to me. That's great. This is your opportunity. Maybe just one of them do. But this is your opportunity. When I count to three, slip your hand up and just acknowledge, say, I need prayer. I want you to pray for me, pray with me. And we're going to all come together and pray for you and pray with you. You don't have to be ashamed or afraid. And we're going to further direct you. One, if that's you, get ready. Two, if that's you, get ready. Slip your hand up high when I say three, if that's you. When I say three, without shame, God loves you so much. Three, slip your hand up if that's you. Is there anybody here? Just pray with me, pray for me, Pastor Josh. I want to give this opportunity right now for those of you that say, I need Jesus. I need, I need, I need, I need a transformation. If that's you. I want you to take this opportunity right now. Evaluate your hearts. Hallelujah. God, I just thank you. Holy Spirit. Is there anybody raising their hand? I just want to make sure. Raise your hand high if that's you. Raise it high. Raise it high. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. God, we just thank you today for your precious blood that washes us clean, that makes us whole. We thank you for that right now. Mm. Yes, Lord. We're going to close out this portion. Father, I pray that the word that's been spoken, 
that will be sealed in our heart, that it will grow, it will produce 30, it will produce 60, and it will even produce a hundredfold. Lord, we thank you that salvation is offered, is offered today, and that at any moment we can receive it if that window of time is still open. Lord, we, we pray that we will take today seriously, that those of us who are not in the right place with you will get in the right place if that fits our category. We thank you for the opportunity. You didn't have to give it to us, but you did. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, give a shout of praise to the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. We at Triad Christian Center pray that you were blessed and empowered to live the super life. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Triad Christian, on Facebook, Triad Christian Center. And we encourage you to visit our website, triadchristiancenter.org. Until next week, be blessed.